the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We're coming to you live from the TCC Innovative Center, the home and the host of our broadcast here at the state capitol in Tallahassee. Well, we're uh, located right across from the capitol complex and um, by far in terms of the number of issues that uh, we were monitoring, covering, supporting, and even opposing, it has been an extremely full day. And um, got to tell you that as far as the Florida legislature is con- concerned, it's not over. And that's because um, I just returned from across the street, um, dropping off some um, uh, what we would call appearance forms. They are um, forms that indicate uh, bills that um, we are supporting, bills that we are opposing, And um, if you're just joining us, and if this is your very first day, we uh, broadcast during the session from here in Tallahassee. I have a a dual role in addition to um, my hosting of the Bill Bunkley Show of Christian Worldview Issues every afternoon from 4 to 6. I'm also president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. And um, this is my, um, I can't remember whether it's 22 or 23. I'm going to have to do some math here. Uh, in the coming days, but uh, been here a long time, and um, during the day, kind of felt like Batman, you know, Gotham, the bat signal goes out. No, by day, um, not only keeping an eye on events of the day to bring to our discussion each and every afternoon, uh, with an emphasis on Florida first, uh, the nation second, of course, international affairs as well, but um, we um, are in the midst of uh, dealing with about 3,000 bills right now. And today was a busy day. Uh, The day started with the first committee meetings at 8 o'clock. And right now there are probably four or five committee meetings that just got underway a few moments ago at 3.30. Most of those will go until 6.30 or to the uh, end of their agenda business. And um, I had uh, three more bills that I had to weigh in on. So what that requires is being a track star. Uh, The Capitol, if you've ever been to Tallahassee, uh, you know, first of all, you've got to know your way around if you're going to do this quick. But uh, in a matter of about 10 to 12 minutes time, I was able to go to the fourth floor on the Florida Senate to turn in the committee forms for that meeting. Then I had to come back down uh, to the third floor, cross back over into the Capitol, because you have to go back to the Capitol to go down to the second floor of the Capitol to then take the um, uh, Skyway walking bridge from the Capitol complex over to what's known as the Knott Building. So in the Knott Building, they have committee rooms. So 
when you cross over from the second floor of the Florida Capitol, you walk over uh, the flybridge, enclosed, and uh, you end up on the fourth floor of the night, but not building. And in this particular meeting, I had to then go down two floors to the second floor uh, for the next committee meeting that I was dropping off uh, a position card to. Then I had to come back out, uh, go back up two floors to the fourth floor in the not building. Then you cross back over the flybridge to the main capital. And if you forgot, reminding you that when you come back to the main capital, you're now on the second floor. Now I have to go over to the house, into the basement. But when you're in the capital complex that's in the middle of the, the chambers of the Florida House and Senate and their respective office buildings, you must remember that you cannot get to the House or to the Senate by the second floor here at the Capitol. No, uh, you have to go to the third floor. Uh, so then I had to come back across the bridge. Now I'm on the second floor of the Capitol. I'm heading over to the House office building for the last committee meeting location. Then I have to come take an elevator to the third floor in the Capitol because that's the only way you get to the House. So then I cross over on the third floor. Now I'm in the House office building, but my room number is room number 10, which tells me that that room is in the basement. So then I have to then catch elevators in the House office building and uh, take those elevators all the way down to the basement, uh, turn in actually two appearance cards there for that committee, and then uh, to come back over to our broadcast uh, studio here, uh, for the 4 o'clock hour, then I take the elevator back up to what's called EL, which is the entry level. I actually exited on the house side and then uh, walked across the street to the Capitol. Now, I want to bring Mike Miracle in here because I know he was listening very carefully. Now, Mike, uh, I got a question. Could you actually repeat back to me uh, what I just said, and could you repeat back to me uh, the travels I just took to be able to basically take a grand tour of the entire state capitol in about 12 to 14 minutes and then return here. I want to know if uh, you were able to get all that down, that if I needed your help to replace that tomorrow, could you fulfill that assignment? I'm worn out just listening to that description there. My goodness. I need to take a little breather here. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I, I got to tell you today, uh, we had a la- uh, I'll talk about last night in just a moment, but um, – uh, I, I'm an early bird. I mean, I'm, um, you know, we have a lot of people up here. Of course, there's a lot of things going on in the evening, all of which uh, I very rarely ever participate in. But especially on the days that we drive up and uh, we cover things, and then if we have commitments in the evening for constituent dinners or whatnot, uh, uh, you're there. And then, quite frankly, my alarm clock goes off at 6 o'clock every morning. Because I have to get up at 6, shower, and eat very quickly. Uh, get a bite at the hotel because the traffic coming in from uh, the north uh, of Tallahassee uh, is just absolutely horrendous if you're a few minutes late. To, basically, I get here about 7.15 or 7.30 uh, back to the Capitol each morning. So it's, it's, you know, it's a short night. i got to tell you, I am, I am beat today. I mean, I am just one tired pup. But um, got a lot to talk about today. First, I want to just give a shout-out to uh, Pam Tebow. Pam Tebow is the mom of Tim Tebow. 
course, uh, you Florida Gators that are out there don't need any more introductions past that. But um, if you follow me on Twitter uh, at Bill Bunkley or if uh, you're a friend of mine at Facebook um, at Bill Bunkley and if you've had a chance to check some of those posts since last night, you know that uh, um, I had a chance to had an opportunity honored to speak for the Florida Family Policy Council yesterday uh, on the um, um, proper way to lobby and some pointers and tips on how to conduct yourself as a local constituent here visiting the state capitol. So I had a chance to speak. And as we went off the show yesterday, um, actually I spoke just before yesterday's Bill Bunkley show and um, came back and did the show a little bit late getting here. As you know, we had a chance for uh, a second uh, bite of the apple in terms of the victory with no casinos getting the uh, voter control of uh, gambling on the ballot for November. But had a chance to go back uh, last night and uh, join a lot of good, uh, many people that I've known in the past. But uh, it was a very special night because this year, the Florida Family Policy Council and Family Action, led by John Stenberger, they actually have been playing this for several months. There were, um, oh, I would say 30, maybe 40, um, somewhere in that number, of distinguished individuals either the statewide heads of crisis pregnancy centers or very key people involved in that executive leadership, they were all uh, brought to the Capitol to be honored by the Florida Family Policy Council for their work um, in these crisis pregnancy centers where each day they're on the front lines trying to save lives for uh, women who find themselves with unplanned pregnancies. And... um, in addition to honoring them, which was special, uh, Pam Tebow, the mom of Tim Tebow, was the guest speaker last night as well as this morning. Uh, they had a dinner and a breakfast. but uh, And I attended last night. I had too many responsibilities to be able to attend this morning's breakfast. But uh, you may or may not know it, but um, there were some complications. And the medical staff, when... Um, Uh, Mrs. Tebow was pregnant, Um, they were urging her that it might be, they were in the Philippines and didn't have a lot of good medical care, but um, she was faced with with some counsel to say, you know what, there's some complications here. You might might want to consider going ahead and terminating this pregnancy. Well, the pregnancy that was suggested to be terminated was one, Tim Tebow. So, obviously, um, they have quite a testimony. Tim has a testimony of, of his uh, fellowship of uh, Christ. And uh, Tim's dad uh, is a missionary. Uh, he's, uh, they go back and forth to decades of work in the Philippines. In fact, he was in the Philippines last night. Mrs. Tebow joined us at the state capitol. So, uh, just a wonderful evening of a testimony. She uh, shared a Q&A session last night about... Um, uh, their lives and and the fact of um, the whole idea of abortion, and uh, she actually personally greeted, and gave flowers to each of these uh, crisis pregnancy directors who were here, uh, posed for a photograph as they sort of came across the the stage, uh, graduation style, if you will. So um, great night last night, uh, but I got to tell you. Um, for me to get back to the hotel, you know, at eight thirty, nine o'clock, I uh, gotta be honest. I mean, that's a late night for me. I mean, I just, 
when we have churches and local groups in town, uh, certainly I'm always open to, you know, uh, fellowshipping, having a bite to eat. But uh, between that and this was, this was a full as full a day as covering committee meetings um, and issues uh, as uh, as this matches uh, a lot of days I've had to match in recent years. So. Good to be with you this afternoon, and uh, we've got some updates we want to share with you. Now, coming up in a moment, uh, an awful, awful shooting took place uh, first thing this morning uh, in Benton, Kentucky. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be uh, having uh, an update on that as well. We're going to be hearing from the governor as well as, I believe, uh, I think a commissioner from there in the area. And any time that we have... Uh, uh, any kind of a school shooting, it's it's of concern. But again, this morning, this is student on student, and uh, very very sad indeed. So we'll talk about that. I'll also be sharing about the newest constitutional amendment to make the ballot. And uh, if you are a Democrat on the left or part of the ACLU, you're probably pretty happy right now. For all the rest of the folks, now that I have your attention. We'll give you that briefing coming up in just a few moments here on the Bill Bunkley Show. But uh, always, um, I don't want to be the Maytag man. We'd like to hear from you. So if you'd like to be a part of our program today, offer a comment, have a question, or just um, be a part of the show. In Tampa, got a local number for you, 813-287-5700. That's 813-287-5700. Sarasota, Brainton, Manatee, your local number is 941-955-0930, 941-955-0930. For all others across Florida and all across the country, those of you listening by various means, uh, iHeart or maybe streaming, hey, your toll-free number is 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. I'll have that Kentucky update in a moment. More of the Bill Bunkley Show, live from the state capitol in Tallahassee. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Futures and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been on the trading floor for 25 years. I traded for Goldman Sachs in the S&P 500 pit and was the first Amazon market maker at the CBOE. I am also the senior market strategist here at Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional traders. Now, for a limited time, 
I am offering one of the trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. Get started right now by calling 1-800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and the Trading Advantage Daily Market Report at no cost to you. Again, 1-800-288-0092. That's 1-800-288-0092. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Bill Bunkley live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. By the way, have you registered to attempt to win your free regular publishing book of the month here in January? Well, Stephen Mosher has written a brand new book, "The Bully of Asia: Why China's Dream Is the New Threat to World Order." And uh, we have not one, not two, but five copies of uh, Stephen's new book to give away. Uh, on January the 31st. Now, very easy to order, and if you want to keep up on what's happening there, especially with the the news every day coming out of North Korea, South Korea, having to do with the Olympics and uh, some of the optics, and now Lester Holt is uh, in the middle of it with NBC for giving a real cush, candy-coated uh, inside North Korea interview. He's really getting it from uh, his uh, his listeners to uh, NBC. Anyway, so who's really in charge over there, and is there a bully of Asia? Well, find out about China in this brand-new book. Now, to get your copy, you can uh, go right now to am860theanswer or am930theanswer.com. Either one, just go and click on the contest tab there in the menu bar, and you can register to put your name in a hat for uh, five, uh, one of five of these copies of the new book. Now, keep in mind, you can go back day after day after day, increase your chances, increase your odds by, well, if you started today and registered each day for this book, guess what? You've got uh, a lot more names in the hat and so for your name in the hat to, to be able to win, so we encourage you to do that. Well, many of you know that earlier this morning, um, something that is just all too commonplace in America, and that is uh, we've had... Um, Another troubled young person, this time in the state of Kentucky. And uh, two people are dead. Seventeen others are injured as this young student opened up fire on his colleagues very early this morning. Now, the alleged shooter, 15 years old. And i tell you why that grips me. My son... And I can't believe he's 12 years old. I mean, where has the time gone? I'm just thinking about, I was thinking about my son at 12, and then he's on his way to being 13. He's certainly not 15, but a 15-year-old male student opened fire on colleagues at his school. Now, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know exactly what uh, probably law enforcement there in Benton, uh, Kentucky know right now. All I know is is that um, for any governor, um, for any state's leaders, for the state's first responders, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the 911 call. This is um, the scenario 
that you don't want to face, you don't want to be having to deal with. Well, the governor of Kentucky is Matt Bevan, and uh, he had some comments uh, earlier today, and uh, as we are keeping our friends in Kentucky and our thoughts and our prayers this afternoon, and uh, as we are praying certainly for here in the state of Florida and for all of our schools that uh, we would not have to face something like this, let's listen in to uh, the governor of the Bluegrass State. There are 19 individuals who have, are being treated or have been treated for injuries. 14 of those are gunshot wounds. Five of those are non-gunshot wound-related injuries. Of the 14 who have received gunshot wounds, two have passed away. One was a decedent at the scene. That student was a 15-year-old female. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. A second student, also 15 years old, a male, passed away at the hospital. I can't fathom being the parent of a student and getting, uh, either getting that text on, an Ameri- on, a, on a back channel, you know, you know, we've got an incident at your son or daughter's school or learning about it as it comes across the radio waves and then running in, running toward that school to figure out how to reunite with your young son or daughter or could be a grandson, granddaughter, um, Unbelievable. Literally hundreds of people in Kentucky, yet again, had to deal with that. Uh, We have a commissioner, I believe, in the area who also um, weighed in on this morning's tragedy. Let's uh, let's listen in. I'm here to tell you some times and specifics, but not to go too specific to possibly jeopardize our case. What we do know is when the bell rang, the first responders showed their best. People from City, state, federal agencies have all called to offer their assistance and have all come to this location to help. The incident began at 7.57 a.m. when a 15-year-old student armed with a handgun entered the high school and started shooting. At 7.59 a.m., the first 911 call came in. At 8.06 a.m., first responders arrived at the high school. I'll also note there was an SRO at the school when this occurred. And I will also note that the students at that school did exactly as they were trained. SRO stands for School Research, uh, School Resource Officer, I should say, which means uh, usually in the city, it's city police officers in the county, Uh, County Sheriff's Department. But, um, you know, I think we all ought to um, understand that especially today with the uh, advent of social media, social media can be a tool for great good. But as you know, the shaming, the bullying that takes place uh, on social media by by kids. And uh, some of these sites are designed where they're not visible to parents. But I hope this is uh, just another wake-up call for all of us here uh, in our state, in our communities, 
to continue to have those conversations with our kids, even if they're good kids, reinforcing the fact that uh, bullying, name-calling, all of those things that, uh, you know, they, uh, they used to say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never harm me. That's probably one of the greatest lies uh, ever told. So um, let's be conscious of that. And uh, I know there's a bill uh, here that was heard today, I believe, uh, that uh, we uh, would support. And that is if a child has been bullied to the point where there needs to be a change, there is some vouchers to be able to let that uh, student get out of that bullied environment. And certainly before something like this happens or suicide or all the things that can come from uh, students trying to figure out how to balance those hormones growing up in puberty and uh, not being affected by the video games, not be affected by the movies. So uh, certainly let's, uh, let's keep this in our focus. Well, let's take a moment to check in with SRN News when I come back. Wait to till you understand Amendment 4 the newest constitutional amendment that's going to be on the ballot. I'll have that next to the Bill Bunkley Show, and you can call in. Don't go away. I'll be right back. SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew. In Washington, President Trump is imposing new tariffs that have been to help U.S. manufacturers. The president says that he's not trying to start a trade war, but on the items in which the tariffs are involved, he says that American manufacturers and workers have been being taken advantage of, something he has vowed to end. That earthquake that struck off the coast of Kodiak, Alaska today has spawned a number of aftershocks as well. In fact, the U.S. Geological Survey says there could be many more to come for weeks, even Months. It was a strong earthquake recorded about 170 miles southeast of the island of Kodiak. It initially prompted a tsunami warning, which was pretty quickly called off. However, there are more aftershocks to come. The strongest so far, 5.3 on the scale. A mixed bag on Wall Street at the closing bell. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was off just about four points. The Nasdaq fared well. It was up by 52. More on these stories at srnews.com. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. It starts with an E, but only has a single letter in it, an envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill, and boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk 570. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to... 
to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Wherever you are right now, time is marching on, and that means the seasons are changing. Sometimes all four seasons are markedly different. Where I live in Southern California, the differences are less pronounced. In any case, seasons change slowly, but they change nonetheless. Life has its seasons as well, and barring a calamitous event, they change slowly. But like the seasons of Earth, seasons of life change just as certainly. Can you identify the season you are in now? Are you preparing for the season that is coming next? God orders the seasons of earth and wants to shepherd us through the seasons of life. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's seasons of life on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. There are many in the church and the body of Christ today that have no patience for rebuke from its leader. But there was an expectation that the church member would come under the leadership and authority of those that were given that responsibility in the church. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley coming to you live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. Very busy day. And uh, on behalf of my work, the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, we have, uh, we have had a good full day. By the way, if you want to uh, follow more deeply the issues that we are working on, we certainly don't have a chance to cover them each and every day on the program. I invite you to uh, get our, well, first of all, I invite you to follow me on Twitter, Twitter at Bill Bunkley, uh, Twitter at Bill Bunkley, and uh, especially now during session, if you'd like to just have a quick look, we uh, keep it very brief, but a lot of tweets today because there's a lot of bills. Or if uh, you'd like to send me a friend request by way of Facebook, uh, I'm still kind of old-fashioned, never did switch over to uh, one of those public pages. But if you send me a friend request, uh, the Facebook Bill Bunkley, you can follow there as well. And give you an idea of the challenges. And if you'd like to get our, our weekly email update, uh, you can go to floridareligiousliberty.com. That's floridareligiousliberty.com. And there you can click on the link to get a uh, copy of the email. Hey, I uh, don't know if you've made your plans to include this for your activities on Saturday, February the 17th, but uh, I'm going to invite you again this afternoon to consider a very, very special time. It's going to be happening at Tropicana Field. It's going to start at 8 o'clock, an all-day event. It is the Project Hero Honor Ride. Now, uh, we're going to be there with our WTBN, WGUL, and WLSF staff uh, in promotions. 
And our own Captain Matt Bruce is going to be there, of course, as host of the Captain's America Third Watch, which you hear on our answer stations from 2 to 6 overnight. And he always has tomorrow's news today. He will be there. But uh, the honor ride that uh, we are standing with is going to help raise funds for some very vital programs that support America's healing heroes. Uh, Project Hero uses uh, cycling, now not motorcycling, but cycling therapy to help vets heal from, well, physical injury or PTSD. Now, you can participate, you can give and participate and come on out and ride. There's all cycling levels will be there. Plus, you're going to be able to rub elbows with our heroes, those veterans, many of which who have really paid not the ultimate sacrifice by giving of their lives, but uh, many vets who have lost uh, leg and limbs and those that are just uh, emotionally Uh, come back home trying to deal with uh, some of the horrible things they had to deal with to support this country. Getting around and just meeting some of those folks is just an awesome situation for you and your family. And we invite you to uh, register to one of the levels. There's going to be three different routes for three different levels of riders. And by the way, when you register and contribute, uh, be a part of this officially. It includes both breakfast and lunch. So go right now to projecthero.org. That's projecthero.org and say, yeah, yeah, Bill Bunkley, I want to be a part of the Project Hero Honor Ride at Tropicana Field on Saturday, February the 17th, starting at 8 a.m. All right, you may want to call in on this one. Let me give you that telephone number, toll-free, 877 Nine six seven three. That's eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. Well, I talked about uh, Amendment Number Three that got the number of signatures uh, certified by the state of Florida and uh, is going to be on the ballot. And of course, that is the ballot sponsored by No Casinos, giving voter control back to you if you're going to vote in November of whether or not. There should be gambling expansion without voter approval. Now we have one that's a little more interesting. Uh, Controversial may or may not be the right word, but um, it's something that I think you're going to be interested in understanding what it's all about. There was another petition drive. There has been a petition drive uh, underway. It has been uh, conducted by um, a group out of Clearwater, Florida. Uh, It is uh, called Floridians for a Fair Democracy. And it has to do with um, the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, the American Civil Liberties Union, that's ACLU, and, quite frankly, the Democrat Party. The campaign has been known as Say Yes to Second Chances. So, If you were out at a grocery store at a public event, oftentimes uh, people are engaged to be uh, petition gatherers. They're professional petition gatherers. They are um, uh, paid per signature. Well, I don't know if you signed one of these petitions, but if you signed one that says, "Say, say yes to second chances, They got the required number of uh, signatures uh, certified. Uh, It is going to be on the ballot. And, in fact, the the state elections website uh, 
at least earlier today, show that they had uh, 799,278 valid signatures. That means it's going to be on the ballot in November. It has now been officially awarded the name Amendment 4. So just what does Amendment 4 do? Well, currently, um, there are about 1.5 million convicted felons here in the state of Florida. And under current law, if you are a felon, you are not allowed to vote. Well, you're also not allowed to uh, run for office or not allowed to serve on a, jur- on a jury. But let's just, let's just keep the focus on voting, if you will. Several years ago, uh, when Governor Charlie Crist uh, enacted a law that uh, after five years of a felon that uh, has served its time, his time, his or her time or commitment after five years, they could petition to have their voting rights restored. That actually is a process that goes through a hearing process with the governor, members of the cabinet. And uh, it's a process to where if you really want to have your voting rights returned to you, uh, there's a, a way to do that. Now let me just say, by the way, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673 because I'm going to ask you um, your thoughts about uh, uh, what this amendment will do. But um, if you um, sign for this amendment, this means that if 60% of the voters, that's, that's what is required for a constitutional amendment, which means if we're going to change Florida's constitution, I mean, that is a, a very special document, just like our U.S. Constitution. The threshold's pretty high, but if uh, 60% of those coming out to vote in November vote to restore felons' rights automatically, um, that's what's going to happen. What that means is is that uh, felons, once they have served their time, if 60% of Florida voters approve this, they're going to automatically be able to get to vote again, get a voting card, and uh, enter the uh, the whole pool, which is going to be deciding Florida's future. Now, let me just walk you through something here so that you do understand. By the way, convicted murderers and those uh, convicted of felony sex crimes, they do not qualify under this amendment. They are not part of the automatic restoration of voting rights. But uh, here's what's going to happen. Those on the left, Democrat Party, ACLU, uh, I think it's pretty common knowledge that uh, the fight over the retention of uh, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens of this country, the DACA, um, the, the, the base reason why you have those on the left, the Democratic Party, fighting just absolutely uh, tooth and nail to get these folks uh, certified as citizens is that they know that uh, if they can get them uh, certified as citizens, they pretty much know who they are or where they are at. Then they're going to very quickly coalesce, that is a Democratic Party, and then they'll have a very massive voter registration reminding those illegal immigrants of... um, uh, who was fighting, quote-unquote, for their citizenship on the front lines. It's all about votes. 
It's all about putting more votes in the Democratic coffers. Well, when you look at uh, Amendment 4, it's all about, uh, look, if these felons, uh, a majority of these convicted felons, um, you can check out the stats. In fact, it's part of a part of the article with the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, large numbers of African Americans are in that uh, number. And uh, the experts believe, and those on the left, the ACLU, the Democrat Party, and those that were working to get this on the ballot, if they can get the 60% of the votes, here again, another large group of people here in Florida that the Democratic Party will then seek to get registered. And then they'll, they'll do what they do. They do a great job of getting voters to the polls with early voting and Sunday voting, et cetera, et cetera. And remember here in the state of Florida that there's a third group unrelated to what we're talking about here, and they're already citizens, and I'm talking about those who have had to flee uh, the hurricane devastation in Puerto Rico. They, too, are being courted by uh, the Democrat Party. So um, the whole landscape here in Florida, eligible voters, we're looking at the potential for some huge changes. It's not coming about from the birth process. It's not coming about from Democratic kids growing up. In fact, you know, I just kind of have a saying, you know, uh, America has become more pro-life. Young people have become more pro-life. Well, a lot of those young people who are showing up in the statistics of being more pro-life, their parents, their home, their philosophy has been pro-life. Where on the other side is there's been uh, a great propensity for the idea of abortion on demand. A lot of uh, children who might have grown up on the left uh, didn't have that opportunity by way of uh, the elective abortions. And so, uh, look, those uh, both parties are very good at mathematics. They're very good at putting together numbers. So do understand that uh, you're going to hear very altruistic reasons that uh, felons have done their time and they ought to vote. Um, talking about accommodating those uh, the Puerto Ricans who are here and they need to vote. And then, uh, of course, um, all of these things are designed to boost the numbers. So my question to you is, would you vote for automatic restoration of felons' rights, or do you think that each case and what they've done ought to still be reviewed? Uh, and do you think that if it passes, it's going to have a big effect on future outcomes of elections? Hey, join the conversation, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Um, join, uh, join the conversation. We'll have a chance to take a caller or two and uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about uh, the briefing I just uh, provided for you on Amendment 4 that is going to be on the Florida ballot uh, in November of 2018. What's your initial thoughts? You're going to be reading about this more tomorrow and hearing about it more in the days ahead. But you heard about it first here on the Bill Bunkley Show. Standing by for your call right here in the state capitol. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. In the New Testament book of Jude only has one chapter, so it's Jude verse 11. Listen about what the writer says about Cain. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. And for pay, they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam and have perished in the rebellion of Korah. What does he mean, the way of Cain? Listen to this. The way of Cain represents every religion in the world that tries to approach God in its own way, other than the one way through Jesus Christ. Cain was the beginning of thousands and thousands of false religions that still exist in the world today. Beware of those who follow after the way of Cain. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. You are part of a worship team, a leader, a disciple. You are pointing people to Christ every day. But sometimes leading worship and participating in worship can be hard to balance. Sometimes we can even lose our bearings. Wouldn't it be great if there was a gathering of worship team members, leaders, and staff just like you? Other people who are trying to balance leading, participating, and discipleship all with the never-ending to-do list? Good news, there is. It's Calibrate, the worship team event. We'll be joined by worship leader and recording artist Matt Marr. I'm there. I'm alive. I'm alive because he lives. Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Bethel Music, Caleb Miller, and more. Calibrate Worship, educating, equipping, and encouraging worship teams to help serve your community. It's a full day of encouragement, insight, worship, and a time in God's Word. Join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Visit CalibrateWorship.com for more information. Do you have student loans? Are you worried about making your payments? Don't worry, we can help you. If you're behind, if you're late, or even if you're in default on your student loans, we can help cut your payments right away. We provide student loan relief, getting you relief from your student loans fast. We'll stop any harassing phone calls, stop any wage garnishments, and even remove any tax liens. No matter how much you owe or how far behind you are on payments, call our established student aid toll-free assistance line right now at 800-390-293. We can fix your student loan problems guaranteed. That's right, we guarantee we'll get your student loan out of default and cut your payments right away. Best of all, it's 100% guaranteed. Just call 800-390-2930. We've helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loans. Don't go another day with your loans behind or in default. Our specialists are waiting for your call. Call 800-390-2930. That's 800-390-2930. Again, 800-390-2930. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with the electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay, I appreciate that. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. 
Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. All right, let's get right back at it. Bill Bunkley here from the State Capitol in Tallahassee. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Talking about uh, what was announced just hours ago that Florida voters will have a say on automatic restoration of voting rights to Florida felons. There's about, um, oh, what, one and a half million felons out there. And if they were granted uh, automatic uh, uh, voting rights, which means they could be registered to vote to on the spot. Um, is that going to make a difference? Should they get their voting rights automatically restored? 877-943-9673. Let's start with uh, Bill, who wanted to comment on a couple of things, but we're going to go ahead and take uh, his comments uh, on the amendment. Bill in Sarasota, honor to have you on the program this afternoon, sir. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, nice to be here. Um, I'll make the other comment later, uh, another show or another hour. Uh, we'll, but, we'll cover that in the, we'll cover that in the next hour. If you want to hang in or right. circle back, that'd be fine. Okay. Uh, on the restoration of, of voter rights, well, it's, it's restoration of all civil rights, uh, including, for example, the, the right to own a handgun, uh, own firearms. And one of the problems I have with, uh, the non-automatic restoration, I, you know, I'm not necessarily in favor of the immediate restoration at the end of, uh, you know, end of a, of a prison term, done your time, you know, do the crime, done your time, get your rights back. Uh, I would think that there ought to be a waiting period, maybe a two or three year waiting period. And after that, uh, if you haven't got, uh, haven't gotten yourself into any trouble, uh, then you can get your rights back without a review. But the accusation, for example, of uh, domestic violence is enough to have your civil rights suspended. And a lot of people, once they're accused of that, they don't have the ability to fight it. Uh, I mean, it hasn't happened to me or anybody that I know personally, but I know that it has happened, and it can happen. And uh, uh, I, I took a woman in that I barely knew off the street, and I, at one point I was afraid she was going to make something up to get me thrown out of my own house. And so that does hit a little close to home. But you know, I, I don't know that I would necessarily be in favor of immediate restoration of rights, but I think if there's a waiting period, that you get a probationary period after you've done your time, uh, that you can get your civil rights back. Well, right that would now, be a that solution. Just to know, just to know, Bill, that's the law right now. That there's a five-year waiting period after you have uh, paid your debt to society. After that, you can then petition, which is end up a petition that goes to uh, the hearing, which is conducted by the governor and the cabinet, uh, to consider restoring those rights. So Florida is already on track with sort of a uh, exactly what you were proposing, and that is a chance to see how someone performs after they've been um, done their time, if you will. But, um, again, this just broke this afternoon. We're going to have a chance to really look at all those, um, and sometimes what we call them, you know, they're the, they're the things that we don't consider. And people that signed the ballot at the post office didn't really get told the whole story because they just wanted their signature. All of what you talked about we'll be talking about between now and the November election. But I want to 
I just want to commend you that uh, very, very sharp comments and uh, good comments, sharp to the point, and uh, I love our listeners. But, Bill, let me do this. Let me, uh, we'll circle back to you during the next hour if you want to uh, be a part of the other discussion. Um, now we have, uh, hold on just a second, uh, our second caller this was this afternoon. And my, let's go to uh, Brian in Clearwater. Brian, welcome to the Bill Bunkley program. Brian, are you there? Hey, Brian, I, I, either you're breathing or you're, that's your car. Are you there? <laughs> Hello? Brian, are you there in Clearwater? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Can you All hear right. Me? Yeah, we got about a minute left. Go ahead and give us a quick comment. Hey, man, I thought it was a little bit tough to compare to the Puerto Rican people who evacuated here to illegal aliens and uh, felons. But my well, thing, that, well, that wasn't a comparison. That was uh, three people groups that are going to be um, very important to the Democrat Party in terms of registration. I certainly wasn't trying to compare either who they are or what they've been through. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't. It just bothered me a little that the Puerto Ricans lumped in. I don't have a, a dog in that race. I'm not Hispanic. It just hit my ear funny. But what I was going to say is, I agree. With their these people, the felons have an opportunity to have the vote back. They've already tried the waiting period and the other stuff. And I think with the recidivism rate of people going back to prison, that those votes aren't going to make a big difference on the final tally anyway. So you're saying that they wouldn't be out long enough to vote? They go back. The recidivism rate upon, among criminals who do a lot of crime, they go back. You're back in. You get out again. I don't think it'll it'll work well for the total number of votes that anybody thinks that they could get from that group. Some people will go to prison once in a lifetime, and that's it. But quite a lot of people continue to do crime. So you think that uh, those who were who got, it's a yeoman's job to get these signatures and get them qualified. You're suggesting that a lot of that work is going to be for naught because they might not have the return when it comes to the felons that they were banking on. Yeah. I don't think that the net return on people who have the franchise restored is going to be as great as people think it will be. All right. Got to leave it there. Got about 15 seconds. That was Brian in Clearwater. Is always very thoughtful, and if I offended, I ask for forgiveness. Hey, coming up in a moment, we'll take Mark's comment at the top of the hour over on Fate Talk 5, 7910 and 102.1 in Lakeland. More about the amendment on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back on Fate Talk. Hi, this is Brian Chapel of Unlimited Grace. Have you dreamed of going to the Holy Land? Today, you can register for a chance to win a free trip to Israel, a tour that I'll be leading this spring. For 10 remarkable days, we'll be following in the footsteps of Jesus. It's the trip of a lifetime, and everyone who enters the contest will receive a free copy of my book, Unlimited Grace. To enter for your chance to win, go to letstalkfaith.com. Enter the keyword grace. 
Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon, on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. President Trump says he's not concerned about Attorney General Jeff Sessions being interviewed by Special Counsel Robert Mueller in the Russia investigation. No, I'm not at all concerned. Did you talk to him about that? No, I didn't, but I'm not at all concerned. Former federal prosecutor David Weinstein says there's a possibility that the Mueller investigation could conclude before the congressional election. Part of the reason that I believe that something is going to have to come to a head prior to these midterm elections is that one of the directives that the Department of Justice has and one that was discussed in great detail during the last election is that as you close in upon an election, the Department of Justice shouldn't be doing anything that even gives the appearance that they're going to influence an election. Caltech seismologist Thomas Heaton says there was a sizable earthquake off of Alaska overnight, but it was centered several hundred miles from inhabited areas. It was a strike-slip earthquake. Magnitude 7.9 is a big earthquake. It's about the size of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. However, in this case, the earthquake was under the ocean, so mainly just fish felt this earthquake. The quake touched off a tsunami alert, but the wave never materialized. For Alaskans accustomed to tsunami threats and regular tsunami drills, the warning still created some fretful moments. The phone message read, emergency alert, tsunami danger on the coast, go to high ground or move inland. Governor Matt Bevin says the fatal shooting at a southwest Kentucky high school leaves a wound that will take a long time to heal. Two students were killed Tuesday morning at Marshall County High School when a 15-year-old classmate opened fire. Bevin says 17 other people were injured. On Wall Street, the Dow down by four points to 26,211. The Nasdaq, however, rose 52. The S&P advanced six. Oil up 90 cents to 64.47 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Just like all of you, I've been hearing about my pillow, and I'm skeptical that it's as great as everybody says it is. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. Unbelievable. Larry Elder here, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, get this, a very special offer for Larry Elder listeners. MyPillow is offering buy one, get one free. Expiration for this offer is only two weeks away, so do not delay. Order now. If you are looking for a great night's sleep, listen. Now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great MyPillow is, why not give them for everybody you know? So call 800-890-1843. Make sure you use the promo code Larry or go to MyPillow.com. Again, you must use promo code Larry. 800-890-1843. Promo code Larry. 800-890-1843. Promo code Larry. MyPillow.com. Promo code Larry. An iconic symbol for the women who worked in the factories during World War II has died in Washington State. The New York Times reports that Naomi Parker Fraley died Saturday in Longview at the age of 96. 
Many different women have been identified over the years as possible models for Rosie, but a Seton Hall University professor in 2016 focused on Fraley. James Kimball published his findings in the journal Rhetoric and Public Affairs and said a photo of Fraley at work was the basis for the widely seen poster of a female World War II factory worker flexing her muscle with the caption, We Can Do It. I'm Shirley Smith. Fraley was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. After the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, she went to work at the Naval Air Station in Alameda. She was among the first women to do war work there. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Legendary jazz trumpeter Hugh Masekela, a leading figure in the struggle to end apartheid, has died age 78. The passing of Hugh Masekela has saddened many across the country. A man described as a legend, he was celebrated for his contribution in music, theater, social and political activism. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer back in 2008 and had put up a fierce fight. Brahu, as he was affectionately known, spent the last months of his life encouraging men to go for regular cancer checks. In a statement, his family wrote, Our hearts beat with profound loss. Rest in power, beloved. You are forever in our hearts. The ABC correspondent Pumza Filani reporting. Multiple American citizens were killed and injured in the Taliban's 13-hour siege of an upscale hotel in Kabul, Afghanistan. No exact figures were immediately available for either U.S. fatalities or injuries. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome back. If you have been listening uh, to the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show on uh, our Salem Media West Central Florida answer stations or on the biz. And um, if you're joining us uh, for the first time uh, here in the second hour on our Fate Talk stations, welcome. Glad to have you aboard this afternoon. It's a Tuesday, the 23rd day of January, and we are broadcasting live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. At our TCC Innovation Center studios, we are right across the street from the state capitol. And if you're familiar with, uh, say, the Florida Supreme Court, um, we are just uh, to um, the uh, the north of that, and um, right under Starbucks, which uh, became part of uh, the little. Uh, three-story uh, complex here. They're actually on the upper level here, so a lot of folks now know where the new Starbucks is, so you know where we are at. 
and uh, been a very busy day here. Coming up this hour, we're going to be continuing a discussion that we were having um, during hour number one, going to be uh, going back to Mark um, in uh, Sarasota. And we're talking about uh, the fact that uh, we learned today from Secretary of State Ken uh, Densner that um, the uh, group that was gathering signatures uh, gained the required 766 signatures. In fact, they've gone over like everybody does. And uh, they were certified. So um, the restoration of civil rights, we're actually talking about the voting aspect today. We'll talk about some of the other aspects of the bill and the implications Uh, intended or maybe unintended consequences should the Florida voters vote for this. It's going to be on the ballot November the 4th. Uh, Excuse me, November, in November, the November election is going to be Amendment 4 on the November ballot. And uh, it would uh, have an automatic restoration of civil rights. Now, a convicted felon has to take care of their debt to society wait five years, then petition to get their civil rights back, and, of course, with that is the voting rights. Now, we'll get to that here in just a second, but also want to tell you, coming up during this hour, going to have a discussion about um, House Bill 497. It is a bill about uh, not only hospice care, but palliative care. Now, end-of-life issues are going to be very, very much uh, an issue that we're going to be keeping a close eye on. For years, and we still are vigilant when it comes to the abortion issue, the right to life at the beginning of life, but how about the right to life to the ending of life? Well, hospice care, palliative care, combining the two, are they combined already? Well, very interesting bill came before, um, let's see, the committee, that committee was the... Uh, Health Innovation Subcommittee, uh, it went in about 1.30 this afternoon, very interesting debate. going to talk about that because uh, life issues are very important to our faith-based um, audience. And uh, Representative Stone is a longtime pro-lifer, but uh, he ran into some controversy. And that is uh, a good friend, Linda Bell, who's uh, not only president of Florida Right to Life, also head of the National Right to Life. She's here in Florida, and uh, she's been in the Capitol with um, advocates uh, of the Florida Right to Life, very much opposed to uh, this bill. Um, We'll talk about that, but uh, we'll have an interesting discussion. But first, uh, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. The question that was on the table before we took a break was, number one, the idea that uh, not only... um, the convicted felons, um, many groups, the Florida Democratic Party, as well as national Democrats, uh, but for, particularly here in Florida, because the midterm elections coming up in November, um, they are putting together different uh, strategies to uh, greatly increase voters uh, who they can register as registered Democrats. And then uh, they have uh, a great ground game uh, as uh, they do their statewide politics, and they want to get them out to the polls come November. Well, um, the question is, um, should felons automatically have their civil rights restored uh, after they serve their debt to society? Should we retain current law, and that is you have to wait five years, and then after five years you can petition the process, the hearing process, to get your civil rights restored 
and uh, it's the governor and the cabinet that oversees uh, the, those decisions when the petitions come in. Um, and uh, um, is this really going to tip the balance to uh, the Democrats in terms of favors of voters that will go out to the polls? And will that give them an advantage over, say, the Republicans that will turn out? 877-943-9673. We'll tackle that before we get to the end of life issues. Let's circle back to uh, Sarasota. Mark has been very patient in Sarasota. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? I'm a little weary, Mark. I'm a little tired. How about you? Well, I understand that. It was a long day. We get up early and work late, but that's what it takes. Uh, yes, sir. caller. Your previous caller alluded to something that struck me when I heard you talking about this, and that was, I believe it's called recidivism, the amount of folks that go to prison are released and then return. Mm-hmm. I am unsure as to what that number is, but I do know a little bit about administration, and it seems to me as nimble as our government is, with that amount of recidivism, it would create quite um, a bottleneck, if you will, trying to keep track of who's in, who's out, who can vote, who can't vote. And it just struck me as something that there would be a lot of management on the oversight of that to keep track of all those folks. Well, maybe yes, maybe no, because if, hey, uh, the moment you have, uh, in other words, obviously there's going to be some paperwork, there's going to be signing off the moment that you have fulfilled your debt society, you're not seeing a probation officer. Everything is done. Well, at that point, you get stamped that you have served your time. I would imagine that if this amendment were to pass, it's just part of that same document or that same paperwork being filed uh, on file somewhere. And then when you go to a local supervisor of elections, maybe you have to say you were a former felon, but that would probably be found unconstitutional. But somehow the word they would check the list, you're now okay, good to go. Or it could be an administrative deal, but either way, let's just look at it from the the basics. Um, one of the callers suggested that there should be a waiting period. There already is a waiting period on just a general question that you'll be all you will have, uh, Mark, is an up or down vote. And if you care not to share that on the air, I understand that. But any thoughts how you would vote on this uh, come November? And, again, you can't add anything like we're not doing let you be the legislator because this language is set. It either, it either for or against. If 60% of the voters say yes, it becomes part of our Constitution. Any idea how you would vote and why? Oh, certainly. I would vote against it. Um, I think that it's fair for a convicted felon to have their rights restored. I think that's right and proper. I also think that there should be some burden on the felon once they're um, released to go about restoring those rights and have it just automated. I don't see. I don't see that. I don't, I'm not sure how to say it exactly, but I don't see that as an instant res- restoration of rights. I think you should be able to do it, but it should be at your will. If you want those rights restored, you should have some burden to go back and restore them. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this final question. I want to be very careful because uh, I, I want uh, I, I'm, I, I'm very sensitive to Brian's comment, and that is this. Uh, from my perspective, and this is not a comparison of any groups, but um, I think that um, Florida Democrat strategists, um, they are wanting to um, put things in motion to give them a better advantage uh, 
in the elections coming up uh, in the fall and November. I think that um, the idea to restore the felon's rights, I think uh, that uh, it's clear, even the Tampa Bay Times, let me just read the Tampa Bay Times, the article that just posted, um, quote, and this is uh, Steve Busquet with uh, the Times, uh, good reporter, he said, and I quote, the proposal has the potential to permanently shift the makeup of the electorate in the nation's largest swing state. Studies have shown that African Americans who favor Democrats make up a disproportionately large share of the disenfranchised, quote unquote. So you have that group. Uh, Brian would make the case that a lot of them are going to, you know, get back in jail. They're just going to repeat. You've got that group. You've got uh, the fact that um, if uh, all of the illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, depending on your preference of description, if they were to gain citizenship, I think there are studies, indications out there that um, uh, a a, a majority of the portion of those uh, would be uh, probably sympathetic to Democratic registration. And again, only uh, the folks that are already good American citizens, they're in from Puerto Rico, but nonetheless, the number of uh, the families that are receiving other families and friends to relocate in Florida, that's a significant number. Um, and I think that uh, the Democrat Party is uh, rallying to relate to uh, those new arrivals as well. Do you think uh, just, again, not comparing groups, but just the idea of the Democrats' efforts do you think that all these taken together uh, is uh, something very significant for those of us that watch these things that could have a, a real impact on the turnout uh, and uh, how things are uh, voted or not a photo, approved, not approved, voted in? Do you think uh, their efforts combined are going to make a, a difference in the November election? Well, I, I believe they could. If the numbers quoted in the study and the article are correct, then it would be mostly Democrats that would gain the voters, um, assuming that they would vote Democrat in the election and assuming that the rights were instated immediately. That would definitely increase the voter rolls and so possibly give the edge to the Democratic Party. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe so, too. I mean, that's why we're talking about it and not uh, not at this point making great judgment calls, just pointing it out for po- for folks that are busy on a busy day like this to understand kind of a significant thing that's happening here and also these other things that are going in. I want to tell you what, the name of the game is turnout come uh, November, and uh, those on the left have proven, especially on uh, Souls to the Polls, which is the Sunday voting as well as the early voting, um, that's where they shine. Republicans, conservatives, tend to do better with the um, mail-in balloting. And uh, But identifying new voters and who will actually turn out and have a reason to turn out. And, oh, by the way, don't forget, uh, Mark, the, the women's vote, because um, the, um, the pro-choice women's uh, marches, in gatherings not only in D.C. but around the country. Um, I saw where the head of Planned Parenthood is uh, there now appealing to women on the left to unite to make sure they get out and vote. So got to tell you that uh, there is a lot of work to be done, and um, quite frankly I'm hearing more of the organization effort on the left, on the Democratic side of the party, than I am on the Republican side. 
But, uh, Mark, I'll give you the last word. Going to be uh, taking a break here in just a minute. Well, I, I thank you for taking my call. I, I don't know that I have the solution, or I'd probably be in a lot better position than I am now. But I appreciate your talking on it, about it on this show, and I appreciate the opportunity to comment. Thank you so much. And uh, you make the show, Mark, you and others that call in. Thanks for being a part of our um, presentation today. You bet. All right. God bless you. All right. Uh, phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Let's take a break. Uh and uh, when I come back, um, let's talk a little bit about end of life. Nobody wants to talk about it. But, hey, hospice care, palliative care, do you know the difference? Well, it was the point of discussion just in a couple of hours here in Tallahassee. And uh, pretty hot issue right now. We'll talk about that and more of the Bill Bunkley Show, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Don't go away. We'll be right back. up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people they're a plus rated by the better business bureau you don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan you have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe reduce a large portion of your debt now call national debt relief at 800-694-7394 800-694-7394 that's 800-694-7394 bill bunkley here for my friends at edi travel if you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. 
Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. The law is our schoolmaster to point out the fact that we are sinners in need of a Savior. And Jesus stands there with his arms open wide saying, I can take your sin away. I can wash it away through my blood and my sacrifice on the cross. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, we're back, and uh, just wanted to have a chance to worship a little bit uh, with um, with that uh, very, very moving song that talks about, uh, for me, what's it going to be like the moment that we cross over? What will it be like when we are immediately in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Hey, it's 25 minutes past the hour, and um, the point that I... I'm trying to to get is that um, I've commented before on that particular praise and worship song that uh, I believe that uh, when uh, my moment comes, and I believe that moment is already set and the Lord's aware of when I will have my last breath, that um, I will be absent with my body and my soul will then immediately, just like snap of a finger, Absent with the body, present with the Lord. And uh, I, you know, I, I would love to think about that I'd be dancing around uh, when I personally get to look into the Lord's face for the first time. But I'm I'm not going to be so bold. I, I, I just, uh, you know, of course my body will be left here, but I just think that I would just kind of fall to the ground. But nonetheless, so how about that moment? You know, we go to great lengths, we being human beings, we go to great lengths not to think about dying. Many people do. Um, 
and part of uh, life's journey is dealing with the fact that no matter what we do, one day we're going to die in terms of at least this this life, this world. Now, we don't really die. I believe in eternal life. And uh, i got to tell you that uh, I have um, remained steadfast, and I believe that when we die, depending on whether Jesus is... Um, our Lord and Savior, I believe that you're either going to go to eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. That's what I believe. Now, with that, um, we don't know the manner in which we're going to be spending our, our last days here in this shell of a decaying body. And uh, we don't know uh, what's going to be the circumstance uh, for our passing over. So, um, everyone's probably had the conversation to say, Lord, I, you know what, I'll be happy if I just live a long and long life and prosperous in you, and that uh, one night in my sleep, I, I just go home. I just go home in my sleep. Now, um, I bet you, especially the older you get, uh, you think about those things, but let, let's face it. Uh, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, because of their rebelliousness, because of their covetedness, because of what happened in the garden, you know, uh, you and I, it's 100% certain that we're going to have to face this death question. So, um, if you know the statistics about health care, those of you that have insurance, now, there are some folks that have some injuries and chronic illnesses you know all throughout life that certainly happens but for the majority of people do you know when the large number large numbers in terms of dollars that are expended for your medical care do you know when that happens i don't have that statistic the exact statistics so just bear with me i think it's something like 18 months maybe it's 20 months but there's a statistic that it's the last months of your life where the tremendous amount of benefits are paid out by insurance companies, health insurance companies. So keep in mind that we live in a varied culture to where other people do not necessarily value life like you and I might value life. I'm very much pro-life, very much believe that uh, the Lord uh, has told us in the Psalms of the places he formed us in our mother's wombs. He described that so. I am uh, pro-life from um, uh, conception all the way to natural death. Well, not all of us are going to die, you know, in our sleep. Some are going to require some help. Now, obviously, we've been so focused on, you know, um, abortion. That's one half of the right to life. A few years ago... You, some of you may recall that I was very much involved with uh, the fight for life for Terry Schiavo and um, very good friends with um, the uh, Schiavo family. And uh, that time, many, many years ago, worked with Governor Bush and uh, Speaker of the House, Johnny Bird, and I was very much in the middle of that. So I'm very familiar by being on the front lines with end-of-life issues. 
So it was difficult, and today uh, we had a bill, House Bill 497, hospice care, that was in the Health Innovative Subcommittee, you know, uh, by Representative Stone. Fine, fine representative, pro-life, definitely pro-life credentials, Republican, conservative. Um, But, you know, when you deal with the word hospice, and everybody wants to avoid that word and that concept like the plague, right? And then maybe you may not know about the word palliative. But um, I got to tell you that, uh, like you, I have been at a bedside. I've been with folks who have had hospice called in. And uh, I've um, even uh, uh, performed uh, services after death, death, uh, death memorial services So, of of, of um of friends who've been in hospice, so I uh, I get it, I understand it. But let, let, let's have a little, let's do this. Now that I look at uh, our time here, um, when we come back, um, by the way, phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. We come back, I want to talk about what hospice care is. Then I want to talk about what palliative care is. Do you know what palliative care is? It's okay if you don't. And you may or may not know exactly all about what hospice care entails. And the big question, which some of you may not even have a clue, should we combine the two? I'll sort that out. Very important right to life. Very important end of life issues. And part of the debate right here at State Capitol in Tallahassee. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Let's check in with SRN News. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment, live from Tallahassee. I'll be right back. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Alaska earthquake was a type that usually produces less vertical motion, which means less chance for waves to build for a tsunami. That's according to Paul Earle, a seismologist with the U.S. Geological Survey. He says the earthquake was within the Pacific Plate and was a so-called strike-slip earthquake. That's the type when one side of the fault slides past another fault, like the San Andreas Fault in California. The top Islamic Hamas leader is accusing the United States of preferring its alliance with Israel over its interests in other parts of the Middle East. Ismail Haniyeh said Tuesday that U.S. Vice President Mike Pence's tour in Israel was unwelcome, adding that his speech before the Israeli parliament a day earlier proves the USA has a strategic alliance with the, quote, Zionist entity. Of Wall Street, the down on by four points, the NASDAQ rose 52. More details at srnnews.com. Bill Carl here. If you're a member of the worship team at your church, join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship for Calibrate, the worship team event featuring Matt Marr, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury, and Caleb Miller. Be encouraged in your calling to lead others to worship. Calibrate the Worship Team event January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Register today at CalibrateWorship.com. There's no question you need Omega-3s. But which form should you take? 
fish oil, or krill oil. Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. What can be done about offensive literature sent in the mail? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sacculo. My wife receives in the mail from the Planned Parenthood organization in our city an envelope, and on that envelope it says, congratulations, your membership card is enclosed. They're trying to imply that my wife is a member of Planned Parenthood of Minnesota when, in fact, it contradicts our Christian values 100%. Well, you know, it's a great call, Mark, and I've seen that, actually, that fundraising piece. I've seen something very similar to it where they say encloses your membership card, and people are saying, I, I'm not a member of Planned Parenthood. I don't want to be a member of Planned Parenthood. It's embarrassing because it goes through the mail. It's got your name and address on it. With regard to whether there's legal action, it's something that's interesting to explore. I'm not sure. I guess you would assert in a, in a proceeding that this was some kind of a libel or forced association. You know, that'd have to be looked at. But the first thing I would do is, is get to Planned Parenthood and tell them to take you off the list. Find out more at ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. When was the last time the owners of a heating and A.C. company took time to share money-saving tips on your A.C. system? Learn how to save on costly repairs and maintenance during Keeping It Cool with Lance the Air Guy and the owners of ACS Home Services, Central Florida's heating and cooling experts. Visit acshomeservices.com and listen to Keeping It Cool every Saturday morning at 7 on Faith Talk AM 570, 910, and FM 102.1. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. It starts with an E, but only has a single letter in it, an envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill, and boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk Bill Bunkley here. We're back. Uh, it is uh, a Tuesday afternoon, uh, the 23rd, 23rd day of January. We're live at the state capitol in Tallahassee. In a moment, the topic is a hospice care versus palliative care versus right to life and uh, euthanasia. All very sensitive here, especially with the aging baby boomers, of which your host is one, but I'm on the 
young end of that scale, so Lord willing, I'm not looking to uh, check out anytime soon. Hey, ladies, big night coming up. That's right, March 22nd, giving you an early, early update here. Better mark your calendars for Thursday out at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Why? We had a packed crowd last year. This year, I expect the same. Ladies Night Out. That's right, our WTBN, WLCC combined Ladies Night Out. is going to be the happening thing at Bell Shoals Baptist Church Thursday, March 22nd. Get there as close to 5 o'clock as you can. We'll go to 9. Got a lot of booths, a lot of fun, a lot of events. And Leslie Norris Townsend is going to be with us, and she is uh, she's a hoot. Um, those of you who went last year know it was fun. The food was great and a lot of laughs, and um, we've got it lined up again for this year. She's going to be doing, she being Leslie Norris Townsend, is going to be doing the comedy, and uh, she'll be taking all of life's challenges, and she's going to take you on an adventure, ladies. Um, and before the main event, we're going to have the expo once again, and that is shopping, 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 ladies. There's giveaways, there's desserts, there's light hors d'oeuvres, and um, and by the way, if you don't have time to go home and eat before coming, no problem. There will be uh, food truck vendors available for your dining pleasure outside. Now, the tickets went last year, so get your tickets early. And this is a great event for your church's entire women's ministry to attend together as a group. So get your group together and join us on Thursday, March the 22nd. To get your tickets, to find out more information, go to letstalkfaith.com slash ladies night out. That's letstalkfaith.com forward slash ladies night out. And uh, looking forward to seeing you there. So hospice care versus palliative care. In the end of life, we know that uh, when Obamacare was rolled out, there was much discussion on the so-called death panels. To where a group of uh, unelective, uh, quote-unquote, healthcare professionals would decide in the end stages of life, depending on the condition that you have, who lives and who doesn't live. Who gets ongoing care, who gets short-term care, who gets hospice care, who gets palliative care. Well, we know that that panel never began to meet, and now with... uh, the effect of uh, dismantling of, um, of Obamacare, uh, that certainly isn't on the front burner. But i got to tell you that uh, when you look at the fact that Social Security is going to run out of money soon, Medicare is not fully funded, and health care in general, knowing that it's in the final six months, year, year and a half person's life, that's when those medical expenses go sky high. Well, you can see that there are forces to say, you know what? You've lived a good life. It's time for you to just go on. And even today, we heard comparisons of, uh, you know, we're very humane to dogs and cats, and we put them down, and we relieve them of their pain. And so why should we not uh, uh, do that for human beings? Now, I know that even those listening today, Probably, there's no doubt, there's folks on both sides of the issue, so I acknowledge that. Our phone lines are open. If you want to join the conversation, 877-943-9673. Now, here's the, here's the pre-hint. You have hospices. You have hospice care organizations in Florida. 
you also have palliative care organizations in Florida. Now, what's really been happening is you've had organizations that have basically duly registered, if you will, and through two different interests, they are already kind of like delivering joint hospice-oriented and palliative-oriented care, but, but they're not the same. Now, most of you are probably familiar with hospice care. Now, I heard a statistic today. Uh, my, my ongoing understanding has been that um, when you're diagnosed with a terminal illness, when you are diagnosed with um, the fact that you are experiencing a condition, a disease, a modality that you're not going to live more than six months, that's, uh, that was my understanding of hospice care. Now, today, they, uh, there was a reference in committee of hospice care is uh, when someone is expected to live a year or less. I thought it was six months. Now, when you talk about hospice care, it is um, these services are not only for the person uh, who is facing the the uh, the end of life imminent situation, but uh, in addition to keeping that person comfortable, oftentimes a major part of that is pain management, pain management by morphine, pain management by uh, other um, protocols. The idea is is that person is not going to live more than six months or less. I'll go with that definition. And as that person's condition deteriorates, um, there's no expectation of ongoing care. There's no expectation of quality of life. It is end of life. And basically, um, depending on the advanced directive, but depending on what is at the center of this, it is making a person comfortable and as they're usually getting close to the to the end, oftentimes uh, there will be an increase in morphine or other pain-killing drugs to where the person will um, oftentimes uh, go past consciousness. And the idea is not only caring to keep the patient to where the, the, the pain is just eliminated, the awareness is, is eliminated by the morphine, and at the same time hospice, does a lot with um, the families, um, the mourning, the counseling, uh, coordinating it with uh, the pastors, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's an end-of-life deal, all focused on making someone comfortable who uh, is not going to get out of bed again and uh, their life is going to be coming to an end. Now, the difference with palliative care, okay, Palliative care is different. Now, palliative care does deal with people who have serious illnesses. But we're talking about serious illnesses that either are not life-threatening or the life-threatening aspect is way down the road. But at the same time, there may be symptoms. Today we heard about fibromyalgia, which is just a, a painful deal. Uh, you got symptoms. 
You've got people who are mentally and emotionally uh, strung out, understandably, because of the pain and what they've been dealing with. And so depending on what the malady is, whatever the, the, situ- the medical condition is, you get together a team of specialists and doctors. And so what happens is the palliative thing is, is you bring the family in, you got the patient. What can be done on balance with all of what's going on? Person's not going to die imminently six months or a year. What can be done to give that person the highest quality of life? Active life, getting out and around, doing things. And it's usually a team situation. So you can see hospice is really just comfort for someone that's about to go home. Palliative care is ongoing care, not to be confused with uh, any of the end-of-life sort of things that are done for comfort. And so it's a curative treatment. You know, it's an idea that we're going to do. We're going to try and continue to treat this, uh, help it to get better, get on down the road. Um, And again, uh, we talk about cancer, congestive heart failure, uh, pulmonary disease like COPD. You've got kidney disease. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, ALS, uh, you know, these are areas where you may have uh, someone who has pain. They're dealing with depression because of their disease. They, they may uh, very easily become victim of shortness of breath or they get tired. They may have constipation. Uh, appetite's a problem. Sleeping at night is a problem. Nausea, anxiety, other symptoms. So you understand that palliative thing is to do this long term. So the bill is to effectively allow these two uh, disciplines to come together under hospice care. So the bill is very clear, I think, that um, the two disciplines are distinct. But I want to tell you that I'm very sympathetic to to just being generally suspicious right to life is very much against this bill and as one who's been in the end of life uh, situation with terry shivo i'm totally sympathetic i get it i understand here's the deal what they were really saying today you know what the folks that do the hospice thing their real goal is you know and then this ideal about you know, pressure from health care, uh, insurance agencies, Medicare, whatnot, to curb medical costs. So an encouragement to that end of life, you know, let's just let's just up the morphine. Let's just take care of them, and they're going to pass away here pretty soon. And a person's gone to heaven, but we have no more medical costs, and that's what we're trying to contain here because there's too many people getting too old. It's going to be too expensive. Well, they really don't want to combine that hospice care with that type of agency also providing the palliative care, which is, you know, all the things to make that person comfortable. Let's, let's do what we can to let them live as long as they can, et cetera, et cetera. So what we saw uh, today dynamic was the real bottom line is those that are opposing um, 497. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not unsympathetic to them is the idea. So, you know what? We know what's we, we believe what's coming down the pike is going to be this um, this sort of uh, economic um, 
drive to contain health care costs for all those baby boomers that are getting ready to get into um, older life situations. And um, you know what? We're going to be fighting. We're going to be fighting those pressures all along. And you know, you've got uh, folks that uh, write to die, assisted suicide. All that's going to be very much in the the Florida future in terms of what we'll be dealing with here in Tallahassee. And what they're basically saying, even though they were approaching this in different ways, is you know what? We just don't think it's a good idea to combine hospice care and palliative care officially under one roof. Maybe there just ought to be this separation between those two uh, disciplines. Let the hospice people take care of hospice care and let the palliative people take care of palliative care. Again, end of life as as opposed to an extended illness to see what can be done to make them as comfortable as possible with some of those um, um challenges that will be a part of of life you know the nausea the um depression et cetera et cetera so um we're out of time um had we had a chance to develop this a little bit further, I would have uh, opened up the telephone lines and um for those of you brave enough to um I tell you what, but you start talking about end of life stuff, uh, people people get real quiet. They're not necessarily expressive. So, uh, Mike, I know we're about out of time, but uh, hopefully, um, uh, we've given you an opportunity this afternoon, um, uh, something to pray about, something to uh, to consider. And, and I want to tell you, please, please. Your end-of-life decision is your decision. Uh, I, I very much encourage you to consult um, our guidebook for living, the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, um, to uh, in conjunction with uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for you to, to think about and to uh, prepare for what would be your end-of-life wishes. Please, if you don't have an updated will, please update your will. And your advanced directive, and that is, um, what are your wishes? If you were to be incapacitated today, if you were to have an auto accident today, and your your wife or your husband or your loved ones or your children, if they had to make some decisions today, these are not easy conversations. They're certainly not the kind of conversations you want to have. It'd be a lot more fun to load up the family, the extended family, and head to Disney World. You know what I mean? But uh, not only the conversations, but also um, getting together with uh, the appropriate attorney or representatives, draw up that will so it's clear, and also draw up that advance directive so that uh, if and when your time may come and if it goes down this particular road, um, your loved ones are not having to make decisions, even though they might not agree with the decision that you made. But the idea is is that uh, they are um, going to be fulfilling what are your wishes. And again, I very much encourage you to um, uh, seek the scripture on this in terms of uh, the end of life issues because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be driving um, this issue in the days ahead and the weeks and months and years ahead. And uh, a lot of it is dollars and cents. 
And I just say this tenderheartedly. We already are seeing that with some of our younger folks that are coming up behind this uh, may not be real sensitive. This may not be real, not necessarily your family members, just society in general. May not be real sensitive when some of the young folks are in charge and how much they're willing to say, hmm, what should we as a government to those that need a little help? How much should we be doing or not be doing to those that, uh, you know, are in the twilight of their life? All of that re- are reasons for you to um, not only pay attention to this hospice versus palliative situation, but, you know, the real thing is is uh, the reminder to get those issues resolved uh, in your personal life. So, praise the Lord, because whenever we deal with that, and uh, whether it's hospice, palliative care, hey, absent with the body, present with the Lord, um, the remember of our hope that uh, we are going, that we who know Jesus will go through that suffering and then boom, absent with the body, present with the Lord, and we are in the presence of Jesus. What a wonderful day that would be, especially all those reunions. All right, coming up in just a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten. And uh, on today's edition of Living Truth, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, a little bit about um, some of the important aspects of Scripture in today's uh, programming. And so we want to make sure that you are a part of that. And, um, and again, today's uh, topic, whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, I just missed my topic. Uh, today's topic, Sin That Destroys, Part 2 from First John. Till tomorrow at 4 from Tallahassee. Have a great evening. God bless and good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.